0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Great teams, welcome on board WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mr. Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly acro- across from me, and Mr. Rob Setters on the other side of the glass. So the assembled team is together, back again, and here and ready to help.
2: Ready to tear somebody a new one, right <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yikes! <laughs> okay,
1: there's an image to start your week. Yes, why not? On, are you loaded for bear? I'm loaded for giraffes today. Okay, last <laughs> week you came loaded for bear, and I think the postal service was your main topic. What's your main argument today?
2: Oh, I think that I think the Republican convention and all these people coming out now, all of a sudden, against the president, just highly coincidental. His sister, who uh, oh. apparently has some unpleasant things to say about him, and it was leaked by his niece. These are wonderful people. I'd say 51% of the country's been against the president all along. <laughs> I did see,
1: well, let's talk about that. All Ask right. me about a poll that says most people are voting for Biden. What about, about like a poll Trump. that
2: says most people are <laughs> voting we'll for We'll talk <laughs> about that.
1: On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Let me elaborate on this wonderful company that Please they, do. they are. They invite you to do as I've done visit sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai inventory, or the pre owned inventory, cars that have been through a 300-point check and are in perfect condition. You can select the perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home if you so choose. You can do what I do. Order a new Ford Ranger and fill it with so many accoutrements that, that uh, Jeff says, Hey, Mark, you know, you might as well just buy a Ford F-150. Uh, you're almost into the range of one that comes with a lot of great accoutrements also. So uh, I'm going to do that. We're in the mid-30s on the price on my Ranger because we added the sunroof and the power rear window and the six. Bed in the black Raptor package, and the tow and the 120-volt uh, I- I- interpolator
2: in the back bed, so you can plug in things. Listen, I'll fill in, and why don't you go over right now with your check <laughs> yeah, and yeah, pick it up. You're, you're, go ahead. I'll just fill in here for you till you get back. Right. I visited there on Friday, and they said, buy this <laughs> blank thing, will you please? It starts with a
1: D, and I'm not going to say it on the air. So, on the mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. You go down there and see a wide range. Darn. Of, Yes, that's a wide wide (laughs) range of rangers, plus a lot of other vehicles down there on North 4th Street and Sunbury, plus the Kia dealership over in 11 and 15. Ernie and Austin have uh, more than enough knowledge to put you in your next vehicle. They invite you to visit the quick lane on North 4th Street. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. Uh, It's just a comprehensive place like uh, you wouldn't believe. The Sunbury Motor Company, two locations, uh, but super serving the entire Susquehanna Valley uh, for a century, literally for over a century. Uh, SunburyMotors.com. They've had that website. They got that website. They held on to it uh, over a hundred years ago. They got that website ready to go. I hate to tell you, but I think you've just exaggerated. Okay, <laughs> a little bit of automobile <laughs> puffery there. Right. All right. On the mark. Our telephone line is 110 percent. Open. Not functioning. Oh, it's, oh, it's not, not working. Nope, we got a dilemma. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not working. Uh, we have a problem with the phone. Whoa. Okay, so we can't take calls. We, well, we this, could be
2: in trouble here this morning. is a pickle. <laughs> it is. How about they call you, You give out your cell number, they'll call you on your cell phone, you can relay what they say across the air.
1: Uh, hold Don't up. think that
2: would work. Um, <laughs> well... No, that wouldn't work. Can you and I (laughs) argue for 90 minutes? Sure. We can find plenty to argue about. (laughs) And just think of all the people whose blood will be boiling out there trying to get on the phone lines, and apparently they won't. Okay. Just keep trying. They will eventually unclog. So the toll-free
1: line is not open. Uh, so do not call 1-800-795-9565. Apologies there, but we're having a dilemma with the phone system, so we'll get that fixed to ASAP. But in the meantime, uh, you can email us your opinion. Uh, you just put it in an email at onthemark.com. At WKOK.com, and when you do so, uh, what you'll have is a situation where uh, if you don't put your name in the body of the email, we don't read your name on the air. So uh, you can email us anonymously, as uh, many people do, or certainly some people do. Same with the texts; unless you sign the email, which some folks do, or sa- unless you sign the text, uh, we don't read your name on the air, even though we can kind of see it, or at least what you're using as your name on the email <laughs> here. Well, I'm sure some. Some of these are aliases or ali.
2: Really, you think people don't want to stand behind their opinions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of people's jobs make it to the point where they d- uh, probably Difficult, aren't. Yeah, uh, they don't want to speak publicly about different things. So uh, that's what I'm going to say, but uh, you know who knows? So, uh, but uh, yeah, people have their own motivations. So uh, some people work for government, and that means you you're you restricted as to how much you can share your personal opinion about um, politics. But you can still text us at 70236. Uh, you can email us at com. If you call our toll-free line, you'll get a busy signal while they work out the glitch on the phone system. So hopefully that won't take uh, too long. But alone. if people keep trying, they'll
2: find out when it works, and we'll know when it works because well, the phone will true, light yeah. up.
1: Well, that's true, So uh, try every 20 minutes or
2: right, so. Keep those calls coming in, folks. The first five callers get an autographed picture of Mark Lawrence. Oh, I wanted to tell you about a poll. I th- this, yes, is a you, well, this is a Pew Research Center poll,
1: and I'm, I'm going to say that most people that were voting for President Trump said they were doing so, I mean like 25 percent said they were doing so because of his leadership and his policies and so Mm -hmm. on. The next percentage, about 20 percent, were people that were voting because uh, he isn't Joe Biden. They're just voting for him because they don't want Joe Biden or any Democrat for that matter. So just 20 percent of President Trump's supporters. 56% of Democrats say they're voting for Joe Biden, not because of Joe Biden, because he's not Donald Trump. Now, this, of course, is just one poll. Doesn't that
2: seem very familiar from the last election?
1: Uh, To some extent. I think President Trump's got a few or more people this time saying they're not going to vote for him. But you know what what polls is just a sampling of people's opinion it doesn't have anything to do with what they really do in the ballot box and they really don't uh, seem to catch everybody that goes into a ballot box you know they don't they don't seem to catch exactly the right sample Uh, Polls, some folks say the polls were accurate last time showing that 51% of the nation voted for Hillary Clinton, but it wasn't distributed in the battleground states correctly. So she won, or he won through the electoral college. But you
2: forget they also did uh, these polls in individual states, and that's how they projected that she would win. They weren't dumb enough to project that she would win based on the popular vote. They all know how it works. So, I mean, for them to say now, well, we had it right, she won the popular vote, that's disingenuous. Right, so. They blew it then, I think they're going to blow it now. I think the president has a lot of people who will will support him and vote for him, but don't want to tell anyone that because they don't want to go through the guff. And really, it's getting worse and worse and worse. These revelations over the weekend. Now they're they're trying to make something out of the fact that Kellyanne Conway has turned in her resignation. She and her husband have four teenage and preteen kids who are homeschooled or are going through school through the uh, what you call distance learning process, mm-hmm. and they want to be home for them. You know, want to be there for them. I well, don't think there's anything the wrong with that. Too
1: wishes to be uh, is emancipated. Some, is that
2: what that was? I heard yeah. them say that one of the daughters got um, some notoriety in, on social media, and that's what she right. wanted. She wanted to be emancipated. That,
1: that sentence, I believe, is true. I'm sorry, I didn't read the whole story. I personally, I don't really care if Kellyanne Conway wants to step <laughs> down. That's her prerogative. Uh, she's certainly been loyal to the president. It certainly so has to that end. She deserves credit to be able to do that, and.
2: Um, her husband, so, on the other hand, has been a pain in the president's posterior. <laughs> right, and the president's been the bigger
1: person letting Kellyanne stay on board, even though her husband's very vocal about uh, opposing the president and his policies and his remarks. No, and do you agree with dreams. your wife
2: on everything? Does she bow to your will
1: on every issue that comes up? I do whatever she tells me to do. <laughs> okay. It's usually more learned, thoughtful, and So researched. it's that way at your house, right? Right, you just kind of... <laughs> I mean, I'm allowed to dig in my heels once in a while, but I have to relent at some point. Oh, so you do have opinions that you're
2: allowed to have for a time. Oh, well, sometimes I just resist <laughs> just okay. for the heck of it to show I'm an independent male. Well, listen... Kellyanne Conway did a great job. She was the first woman ever to win a presidential election as a campaign manager. That uh, says a great deal about her ability and the strategy that she worked on. I think she her loss will be keenly felt by the president, but I think it's just what she said it was. I think she and her husband, since he also stepped down from the Lincoln Project, which was his anti-Trump campaign, mm-hmm. he stepped down from that. I think they want to take time to focus on their kids, and I, I don't blame them for that one little bit. Trump's niece on the other hand, is a real piece of work. She recorded his sister surreptitiously over 14 or 15 hours and then released the tapes. What kind of a person does that? Uh, surreptitiously, but legally? In New York, yes. It was done in New York. In New York, you only need the person who's doing the recording's consent. Okay. In most states, like here in Pennsylvania, you can't record me uh, without my permission. Okay. I I saw that over the weekend. It didn't seem to make too much of a
1: splash in the news. It was kind of there. But uh, the beauty of President Trump is I I can't reveal anything about him that you don't already know. You know, you know, as a human being, he has some leaves a little bit to be desired. All right. So he leaves quite a bit (laughs) to be desired. But you already know that. You know, I can't. You know, if somebody if his sister comes along and say, guess what? He's a. uh, Uh, a lion buffoon who blurts out whatever pops into a head and will say anything to support his base or to get
2: support from his base, Um, that's hardly a revelation. Did you suppose the swamp would go quietly into that good night, that Mm. they wouldn't fight back? I mean, what they've done now is they picked an elderly alligator and put him out there in front, and they've surrounded him with a bunch of other vicious alligators who are out there to try and stop the president from draining the swamp the metaphor entirely. You mean Joe Biden
1: is the elderly alligator? Right.
2: Okay. They put him in charge of of defending the swamp. Okay. And that's what he's going to do. And his uh, fellow swamp mates are going to do everything in their power to stop the place from being drained. They could have put anybody in that position, right, up on that particular Well, they they picked a nice old guy who's Mm -hmm. a little, you know, uh, I could say he's an old guy since he's my age. Okay. (laughs)
1: Is that what he is, 77?
2: 77, I think. Okay. No, I'm 77. Yeah I, think, yeah. yeah, I think he's 77. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to be 78 before I am. But in any event, you know, he's a nameable, likable guy. Uh, I saw one report this morning that said they did a survey and that people liked him and that they felt comfortable with him. So it's like saying we've nominated an old shoe to be president of the United <laughs> and States. And he's not President Trump,
1: so that works And he's out. not
2: President Trump. Whereas President Trump has been a provocateur, <laughs> an agent provocateur since day one. He has promised to drain the swamp. He has done things that really irritated the status quo in Washington, D.C. Has he been a nice guy about it? Certainly not. No way. (laughs) But, you know, what would you do when you're fighting entrenched interests like that? I'll give you another example of a guy who was vilified by the people when he was trying to drain the swamp, and that was Teddy Roosevelt. He wasn't very well-liked at all, you know, and a lot of bad things were said about him and written about him and charges levied at him. Franklin Roosevelt, same way. You know, there were a lot of of people on the conservative side who just thought he was the devil incarnate. So any time a change agent comes in, whether on the right or on the left, there's going to be a lot of people upset. And then the the reaction to it is either going to be finding uh, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party coming to the fore or nominating a comfortable old shoe that everybody likes and nobody really has anything against, and let's put him up there and just say what a nice guy he is, and I bet we'll get him elected. Well, the progressive wing is hiding in the background supporting Joe Biden so that he'll switch, well, they want, they switch know places they with him once right. he's I mean, in and I'm, and I'm sorry, I think it's going to be a bloodbath if he gets elected about two weeks later. So these assertive change agents that get in there, what's the record of
1: re-election for them? You and I have both said publicly that we we do think that in the end, the president will get enough support behind him to win reelection. Well, Teddy
2: Roosevelt won a second term, but he only wasn't elected the first one. He filled out, um, you know, okay. the, un- the unexpired term of the president who was assassinated. FDR, of course, won four terms. What ha- will happen with Donald Trump? Hard to say. Another change agent really was Andrew Jackson, and he got a second term. So we'll see okay. what happens. That's farther back. That's farther back. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody being with us. We do not have telephone lines. So uh,
1: Joe has certainly said enough to inspire a uh, remark, but. Be a firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, unfortunately, we don't have a telephone line. So as a telephone talk show. Uh, <laughs> It probably make our our producer's job easier, but he is sitting in the same spot with the headphones on. he's ready to go. <laughs> just like nothing's wrong. So we appreciate that. He's facing the console, ready to go. But unfortunately, the phones aren't working. I saw he just checked them not too long ago and still no response. So, all right. Well, let's take a quickie break. When we come back, Joe McGranahan and I are talking about uh, the uh, president and the uh, vice president who's running for president. And uh, I'll get Joe's reaction to the uh, convention that was held by the Democrats last week and the inspiring remarks of Joe Biden coming Whoa, up. The old
3: shoe.
1: Welcome back Double to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, one oh, chart. <laughs> no point in giving out the phone number. Well, give it out. Live it up. 1-800-795-9565. Dial it up. Your line will be busy. Things positive. <laughs> People will
2: just think we've got a lot of callers pending. If we get a green light up there, I'm taking it before Rob can even <laughs> grab it. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a, our email in-basket is working perfectly and one of our emailers says morning guys I'm proud to say and excited to say first time in my 50 year life of voting I got two people that will vote Republican this year she secured two Republican votes I think is what she's saying all right so good for her like parents or something? Or? Well, I don't know. You know, she strong-armed
1: somebody. <laughs> uh, maybe this person plus a spouse. I don't, I, I don't even know.
2: Okay, but anyway, so there's two Republican votes. But seriously, we're going to getting back to what we were talking about, the president has, for example, look at yesterday, the announcement that the, he got the FDA to fast-track or to give an emergency approval for this uh, serum from blood uh, for use as a uh, treatment treatment. Uh, to preserve, the, I guess, the yeah, life
1: convalescent of convalescent plasma. But it was already okay for experimental use, which people could use. In fact, they're using it at Geisinger and EVAN. and uh, So it's
2: already a practice, but it's considered experimental. Okay, but now there's approval for it to be used. And, of course, this morning all the talking heads were saying, well, of course, the president put pressure on them to get this out <laughs> there now because of the election. And other people are saying, uh, you know, that the president um, is pushing this, uh, pushed the FDA to do it. You know, why can't you just accept the fact that, you know, if, if he had delayed it, let's say he had said, no, go back and do another six months of testing on this. And then it would come out, well, they have this, but the president wanted more well, testing. Can you imagine what he said? Oh, there, he's trying to kill people. He has this positive treatment, and he won't let it out there. Well, some of this is a no-win situation. You know, if
1: you take oh, action, uh, darned if you do and darned if you don't. You know, if you push the FDA, he he and many other people are pushing all the vaccine developers to you know, work well within the timeline that's allowed for vaccine testing and development, but
2: half the country says, well, I'm not going to take a rushed vaccine. Well, that's what they're saying on Morning Joe this morning. How could we possibly trust the president? He probably has lied to us every day since he was elected, and he comes out and says this new vaccine is well, good. We know
1: that he's lied to us every day, <laughs> but he's not Joe Biden, so he's still going to garner a certain amount of votes for that.
2: So if a vaccine was announced tomorrow, would you take it?
1: Uh, I'd probably wait and see it what people, um, w- Uh, You know how people react to it and and that kind of thing. I'm in a position now with this mode that we're in where I can survive with seeing very few people. You know, I see you on the other side of the plastic in the tent, and Rob and I are in the hallway, you know, going opposite directions a couple times each morning, and then I see my lovely bride. I I don't need to see all that many other people, so I would probably wait just a little bit, but uh, eventually I would get it. I generally trust
2: these kind of things. I forgot to say it Thursday, but I am very grateful. Grateful for the climate control you've installed here in my tent. Oh, yeah, we got a new. A uh, new climate control device. Right. Well, we
1: thought. It, uh, I, I asked how long we're going to have the tent, and they said, oh, we're going to leave it up six <laughs> months. I know, well, this is never going to work. So Kevin uh, took some drastic action in Roger and gave you a new HVAC
2: unit. Now, your air tanks are still down there, so if you feel as though you need. Well, I know, but I, I like the oxygen. Now, just you? keep the helium to a minimum, okay? <laughs> okay. But, so. you know, what, what anyway, would. Where you, are we? you wouldn't take it, or you'd want to wait and see I, if I could you know I, I'm, I
1: am able to see my parents uh, with masks on at a distance now on a fairly regular basis you know socially distance and uh, but with masks on but um, but we can even go to restaurants you know make sure that we're at opposite ends of the of a, of a double table we'll call it you know a double square
2: well, I saw a report this morning you know they watch every year they study the southern hemisphere because they're like a season ahead of us to determine what the flu season is going to be like this year here in the, in this hemisphere, and they're finding that the flu, the regular flu in the southern hemisphere, is way down this year, and they think it's because people are practicing social distancing, wearing masks, and washing their hands. Now, the same things that protect you against COVID will also protect you against the flu. Right. So maybe what you know, <laughs> we
1: may never catch a
2: cold. Well, again. what I'm what I'm saying is, you could look at this thing and say, okay, a lot of people have died from the COVID, but a lot of people die from the flu, and if if we wind up saving net lives in the end aren't we better off all
1: right 1-800-795-9565 tom can email
2: you said he could and so he did Uh, trump's niece and sister are national heroes joe is still in star trek all right no twilight zone (laughs) And what does uh, our na- other texture say? Our texture says the people that are compli- complicit in the deaths of Americans are the ones that have been fighting the use of hydroxychloroquine, a drug proven if used early in the treatment of COVID-19. You know, is the jury still think, out on yeah,
1: that? Yeah, that one fell off. I think he's thinking of remdesivir, which is uh, in widespread use now, including locally. There's not enough to go around. Uh, the state allocated uh, a certain amount to the local hospitals and all hospitals. But uh, hydrochloroquine, I think, has fallen off the radar. But there's another drug to replace it that is showing promise. So, yes, the death rate from COVID-19 is lower than it was when the outbreak first occurred. The remdesivir plus this other drug plus uh, plasma seemed to help some patients. Now, tragically, many people have still died, uh, you know, 120-some thousand in the U.S., so that's completely unacceptable. But um, that rate of death is not as high as it once was. But is
2: that preventable? Is the president responsible for the 19 deaths at the Milton Nursing Home? Is that his fault? I would. Is it the governor's
1: fault? Before we place blame about the Milton Nursing Rehab, uh, we'll have to find out what happened. We have to say, okay, this is why it spread here, but didn't spread at uh, you know Bob's Nursing Home out in Berwick. You know, uh, why was it uh, significantly widespread in a nursing home in Berwick, but not? Uh, where best practices were were taken elsewhere. But um, I'm wh- saying well, my, my
2: point is you can't blame the president for that. It was circumstances far beyond his control. It's not like he personally put in motion the things that caused the deaths of those people in the nursing home. Tragic. Yes, it is tragic. And it's probably no one's fault. It's probably just a matter of, you know, these are the circumstances. It's an at-risk population. Somehow it got in there, and before it could be contained, it spread. Well, That's I, the nature of a pandemic. And if you're
1: talking about the president's role? You're going to have to say what is the president's role when it comes to making sure that best practices are followed at various locations. You know, uh, uh, the president has asserted himself and says, yes, I'm going to play a role in making sure that hospitals have just enough PPE. I mean, he would like them to have way more than enough PPE. Uh, E, the uh, protective equipment that they wear, but we haven't been able to produce enough. We're still sterilizing masks and reusing them, which is a satisfactory solution. But look at look at. But I'm just saying, at what point, you know, it's great that the president's doing that. It's a national emergency, so why not? But uh, on the other hand.
2: well, look at the know, governors. This is a national
1: crisis. The you would expect to run
2: out of these things. The governors have called at various times for all sorts of things they absolutely had to have, and the media has just frothed at the mouth because they weren't immediately available. Oh, the so that Well, they built all these hospitals, these temporary hospitals, millions of dollars of money spent, and they weren't needed. They treated like five or six patients, yet the money could have been spent somewhere else perhaps and gotten a better result. Then they say the president should have used the War Powers Act and forced industry to produce this or that or the other thing well you know the requests for ventilators were wildly wildly exaggerated over what they wound up needing well that's because
1: we shut down entire uh, business sectors and and states shut them down so that if we had not done that then the need would have
2: been but they're what we open were now for what was being considered they're open now how many patients are on ventilators at Geisinger I heard there just was one just one and at Evan none. right? That's correct. I don't know about Saturday whi- noon. I don't know about Williamsport and UPMC up there or Harrisburg. But there are reports that the number of deaths as a percentage of people infected is much smaller than was originally thought. Uh, you know, the number of cases are declining in most places. Yeah, but this is, that's fine. What it, The factors you're pointing,
1: or the, the statistics you're pointing out are true. But it is because of our mitigation that those numbers are low. I, I'm not defending, you know, like Governor Cuomo when so I need one million new ventilators. And the go- and the president said, well, maybe you need 100,000. <laughs> you know, I- I'm not defending either of them or saying they were both right. No,
2: but at the time, the president got
1: a lot of flack. Oh, he's ignoring the governors. The governors <laughs> know what they need. Well, and I think Cuomo's uh, request for hundreds of thousands seemed out of line at the time. And as it turned out, the pandemic, he, he was able to tamp it down with actions that Cuomo did take and other, you know, municipal leaders did take. And they were able to provide it from spreading significantly farther beyond where it was at that moment all right so we're going to take a quickie break uh, we do not have phone lines so our apologies there we we do ha- we do have uh, the gremlins are working on it so we're trying to get that going Nope, they're not working you're listening to news radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK news time nine o'clock
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings.
1: Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Rob is there. Phones aren't working, but uh, we do have an email that is working. Our email in basket is open. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We'd very much uh, love to hear from you today via email on onthemarkatwkok.com and text 70236. There was a horse and buggy accident, a car versus horse and buggy collision yesterday happened on Route 147 north of Herndon. State police uh, telling us Casey Krantz of uh, Shemokin was driving north on Route 147 and came across the horse and buggy traveling in the same direction and ended up uh, crashing into the horse and buggy. Uh, operator one, Krantz, appeared to be under the influence of alcohol, according to state police. The driver of the buggy, Emmanuel Fisher, age 21 of Herndon, was flown to Geisinger. No medical condition report is available from Geisinger after that horse and buggy accident yesterday. Uh, the road was closed for a time, but was reopened after that investigation, after that incident. Uh, investigation started around 8.30. P.M. Authorities in Upper Dauphin County say a woman died and a man was injured in a fire in the Halifax area Saturday morning. That happened at 8.30 a.m. The woman's name not being disclosed. A fire marshal investigated and said a 67-year-old woman was trapped in the fire and died. A 72-year-old man in Upper Dauphin County was uh, injured. A proposal to change Pennsylvania's constitution to limit the governor's disaster emergency powers is now pending after having been passed by the House and Senate in one session of the legislature and needs to do the same in the next session of the legislature and could be on the spring primary ballot. It would change the way an emergency declaration can be rescinded. Linda Schlegel-Culver explained this on a recent On the Mark.
4: If the legislature decides that we need to rescind an emergency declaration, it gives us the authority to do so without the signature of the governor, which is how we actually think that it is, but the courts disagreed with us and the governor ended up vetoing
1: You can hear her full explanation of three elements of that particular piece of legislation that is, you can hear that at WKOK.com. She explains the three elements of the legislation. Sixteen new COVID-19 cases were confirmed Sunday midday along with 600 new state cases. State Department of Health said there were eight new Northumberland County cases, bringing their total to 625 people who have tested positive for COVID-19 since the pandemic began. Twenty-four deaths also occurred, most of which, about 20 of which or so, occurred at the Milton Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. Union County has five new cases at 359 overall and four deaths. There were no new cases added to the total at the Lewisburg Penitentiary, where a renewed outbreak now has a total of over 100 uh, inmates and staff who have or had COVID-19 over the course of the outbreak there. In Snyder County, three new cases confirmed at 137 overall and two deaths while Montour County has no new cases remaining at 123 overall and three deaths occurred in Monterey County. Statewide 619 new cases confirmed bringing the statewide total to 129,000 individuals have contracted COVID-19. New deaths, two of them reported yesterday, the state death toll over 7,500. At local universities, there have been some COVID-19 cases, two reported at Bucknell and 10 at Bloomsburg University, zero at Susquehanna University. As for those local hospitalizations, we mentioned that. Uh, this is Saturday midday. Geisinger-Danville had nine uh, patients, one of whom was on a ventilator. geisinger Shemokin has five cases, up from zero earlier in the week. Evangelical Community Hospital Lewisburg has eight coronavirus patients, which is relatively unchanged lately. Statewide, the health department reports 790 additional positive cases of COVID-19 as of Sunday. And our weekend recap from Sarah Lover.
4: Three counties in the Valley have the three highest COVID-19 infection rates in the state. The numbers are on the state's early warning monitoring dashboard, which among other things, measures new cases per 100,000 residents. According to the state data, Union County has had a rate of 158.5 COVID-19 cases per per 100,000 residents. The state refers to that as a substantial spread. That number is up from 140.7 the previous week. And high school fall sports are a go in the Valley and statewide. During its meeting Friday, the PIAA voted 25 to 5 to permit fall sports to begin today based on local school decisions.
5: Two weeks ago when we met, everyone was given a homework assignment. Go back to your areas and... <laughs> survey everybody to see what's going on, who wants to do what. And they came back and shared some information and the numbers were overwhelming.
4: That's Executive Director Bob Lombardi who says the board has always been wanting to give it a try. Reports say spectators are not allowed at this point. And Pennsylvania's unemployment rate rose in July to remain well above the national rate, even as payrolls rebounded for another month from pandemic-driven shutdowns. Meanwhile, Governor Tom Wolf's administration is reporting that the state applied to the federal government for a new round of $300 weekly unemployment benefits. The governor is still urging Congress to instead extend the $600 a week unemployment supplement that expired last month. I'm Sarah Laufer, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
1: All right. That's the, uh, those are the news headlines that we have to pass along. Lankerville Elementary School is going to dismiss today at 1130 a.m. in Millersburg because of the heat index. Go ahead and say it. It's hot out there. And? What?
2: When I was a kid. kid well, yes, when I was a kid, we endured. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we got it. It was hot in school. None of this sissy <laughs> air conditioning
1: stuff. Well, with a real feel of 96 and you're in an on the air conditioned school, is, is that... Too much to bear? Yep. <laughs> it, it probably is. <laughs> They're kids, right?
2: Little some of the kids,
1: some of the people in the elementary school are kids. Yes, yes
2: that's what that would be the operative <laughs> reason why they well, might be I letting didn't them out. Ask if they were, you did. <laughs> no, right. I was making a statement. <laughs> uh, one of our good listeners sent us a note, uh, and we said, "Hmm, wonder who the two new voters are." Well, now we know. My two exciting voters are one, my daughter. She put a Trump banner on her property. It surprised me because she never voted, never cared. I never could convince her that voting is important. The other new voter is my granddaughter, which is twenty-six, and her reason for voting for Trump. She just thinks he's doing a good job and will do an even better job in the second term. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, the story that we were talking about President Donald Trump's older sister, a former federal judge, is heard sharply criticizing her brother in a series of newly released recordings. At one point, saying to the president, he has no principles. Mary Ann Trump Barry was secretly, secretly recorded by her niece, Mary Trump, who has released a book denouncing the president. Mary Trump said Saturday she made the recordings in 2018 and 2019. At times, Barry speaks critically of what she said as her brother's tweeting, lack of preparation and lying in a statement the president says every day it's something else. Who cares? Well, it's hardly a revelation. (laughs) Well, you know, he's right. It's like I said, every day they're throwing something new at him. The people in the swamp are resisting the draining efforts. And I think they're going to continue to resist them right up through the election. Well, you have to be ready. I mean, you can't just uh, cruise and say, oh,
1: we're ahead in the polls. We can stop now. They have to come out with everything. But even so, I mean, these are valid. I mean, these are revelations that are
2: somewhat
1: uh, newsworthy. I don't think they're super newsworthy Let me give an
2: example that you can relate to. They say the president doesn't like to read. I know someone else who doesn't like to read, someone who has audio books because he doesn't like to read. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? I read
1: newspapers. I read The Washington Post. And I'm sure
2: he reads, too. But, you know, some people learn by listening, as you do. You learn better by listening. I learn better by reading. And so I read constantly.
1: I learned a long time ago, surround yourself with smart people and stay out of their way.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And listen to them. But seriously, I mean, you know, not everybody learns the same way. And so to say, well, he doesn't read, Well, well, does that mean he doesn't learn? Well, but (laughs) if you you don't
1: read important briefing papers, is that a significant drawback?
2: Now they're saying he paid someone to take his SAT tests. Right. You know. Well, that's on. in the. That's the same as the, the same. Tape, well, that's the same, same part source. of the same story. Right. Same okay. Stuff. So, <laughs> Hollywood Donald, stars Donald pay Trump people to take as, their kids' is tests. As, is
1: as bad as he could be. That doesn't make him worse. Uh, that doesn't lower my opinion of him
2: any further. You no, know. but it's like the death of a thousand cuts. I mean, every, anything they could possibly <laughs> dig up against the poor man, they throw at him. Kick the dog. Does he, he deserve t- all of it? No, I don't think he deserves all of it. He sure, certainly deserves some of it, mm-hmm. you know, and some of it's legitimate criticism. But on the other hand, you know, some of it isn't. Well, he brings it on himself. So Well, and to a large extent, I'm afraid he does, and that's what's so sad about this whole situation. It's not like he's a, a sad, innocent victim of all this. But I go back and look at his record of what he's achieved, and I love this one. This is another almost pathetic story from this morning, uh, from AP. He's broken his pledge to never take a vacation or play a golf game for pleasure. His plan to update the nation's infrastructure has become a running punchline. But behind the drama, chaos, and tumult that has defined Donald Trump's administration— the president has fulfilled a wide range of promises he made during the 2016 campaign. It's a theme that will play a major role in the upcoming Republican National Convention as the president tries to convince a weary nation that he deserves a second term. Other pledges have fallen by the wayside or remain a work in progress. Now, let see how AP skillfully throws in editorial words that, while on one hand they're praising him, makes it pretty clear they don't like the guy. Right. What? What?
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's amazing. He's a copy some of these goals, (laughs) despite his obvious um uh, reaching for the right word, are we? <laughs> flaws. His personality. Despite his strong personality and his inability. Right, I did see that over the weekend. The, the, the entire story is relatively balanced. It does have a slight left lean. But is that, do all incumbents get that? I mean, did the Bushes get that? Did Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton get that? Once you're incumbent, that uh, the reporters are slightly against you?
2: Well, I mean, let's face it. Or not
1: against it. you, but the story. Tend to lean as sort of like keeping you in check, no matter who it
2: is. Do you fault Barack Obama for playing golf? I don't. <laughs> I don't fault Dwight Eisenhower for having done it. I don't fault Richard Nixon or anybody who does something for relaxation. The worst president we ever had had a stressful job, and if they get some kind of relaxation or time off by going a few miles away to play a round of golf, I've got no problem. Don't say Every it. year, Barack Obama went to uh, where was it? Not yeah, um, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard for what? A month. Or Hawaii. I, I don't Hawaii. think he went to both. I think he
1: went to either or, or initially went okay. to Hawaii and then switched to Martha's. So you're family. saying
2: he didn't deserve a vacation?
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> say any such thing. The president's golf doesn't bother me, it's everything else okay. that does. You know, and actually, you, you could argue that actually it's relatively
2: harmless for him to golf. He's really not causing more problems at those times. Well, you know, but let's take a look at Nancy Pelosi for a minute. Over the weekend, this grand gesture, she brought the House back into session is sticking there to try and do a job for the american people she brings it back into session to uh, to passed some stupid bill about allocating $25 billion to the Postal Service. If the Postal Service can spend $25 billion between now and the election to solve huh. problems, I would say they are the most spendthrift organization in the history of the world. All $25 billion was for the Postal Service? I don't know. I think most of it was. Well, they still a the 10... Uh, uh, Congressman
1: Keller was talking about this on Friday. They still have a $10 billion loan they, for the CARES Act that they didn't utilize yet. They haven't drawn Well, it the down. Postmaster
2: General says they don't need it, so we'll see what his testimony is today, that they have enough funding through next year. You know, and certainly the post office does need a long-range solution. It's amazing to me that Nancy Pelosi, who's been there for a long time, and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer, they've all been there for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, it's critical to fix the post office <laughs> when the post office says it can handle the volume of mail. The postmaster general said they can handle it. He's agreed to upgrade the um, postage on a, on a return ballot to first class, and and he's also that's said, been happening all along, right? Ballots were treated as though they were first. class They were given priority. After, yes, I understand right. they were. So, okay. w- what's the problem here? They say, oh, the president's slowing down the mail. Well, but see,
1: the, we we know that I, the the problem is is a little bit more complex than maybe what was really initially reported last week, in that the dilemma is that the mail is starting to slow down, but. You know what does does that mean that we're not going to get ballots in in time? Well, in Pennsylvania, there's, to the legislature's credit, they came up with this fabulous system that gives you weeks and weeks to get to your ballot and weeks and weeks to return it, and, and gives you confirmation when it's received and you find out right away. You know, uh, NPR reported over the weekend. I think it was 500,000 ballots weren't counted, in, or 50,000 weren't counted in the primary. I forget the exact number, but uh, none of those things happen in Pennsylvania because th- there's a signature uh, signature verification system that takes place, plus a wide range of other things. I mean, you really have to have every. Private
2: but it's not piece universal in Pennsylvania. You no, have to it request isn't. it. In states where they send it out to everybody in the voter registration list, I can agree with the president. That's a problem, because we both know the voter registration lists are seldom accurate to 100%. That
1: That has to be made universal or come up. Should we come up with a nationwide set of guidelines that states can follow? You know, you could use Pennsylvania as an example, but those states that already have uh, universal ballot mail out, where they mail you the ballot if you're a registered voter, they're not going to want to go back to some restrictive, you know, six-week wait thing where, you know, in Pennsylvania we get to vote. It's a, it's a blessing we get to do so, but it's not a speedy process. Well,
2: Mr. Elmer Fudd passed away in January of this year. <laughs> And, you know, after the, well, let's let's say he passed, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. He passed away after the primary. Well, that's a whole other topic. And the ballot goes out to Mr. Fudd. Mr. Fudd's wife says, oh, gee, Elmer would have loved to have voted for the president, so I'll mark this ballot and send it back in, too. <laughs> no, Who's going to right. go back and check to see that Mr. Fudd was actually alive at the time he cast the ballot? So.
1: Impinging on the vote, you have three things that are happening. Let's do a little finding effect. What, what is going to affect mail-in voting this year? One, you have the president saying that there's widespread fraud. That's false. There's not widespread fraud. So that's the first thing. The second thing, you do he have... He says that,
2: there's the potential for widespread fraud. He didn't b- say there was widespread Joe,
1: there's a potential that I could fall off my chair right now. But guess what? There's no evidence that But you and I that both that just happen.
2: agreed that sending out the ballots universally isn't a good thing, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's not ideal.
1: But anyway, okay, so. Having said that, one, the the uh, the president is falsely saying that widespread fraud has a significant potential and that doesn't that's not true. Secondly, the postmaster has started to slow the mail in order to save money, of course. Uh, he has uh, slowed down uh, the overtime rates and these late-day trips that they used to take. Now it wasn't his, it wasn't DeJoy's administration that pulled these machines offline, so you don't want to give him too much credit. So you have that. That's the second the third strike is that the Republican National Committee is deliberately sending uh, ballot request forms to people that are dead, at, in order to foment more division and to cast more doubt on the mail-in ballot but system. But they're
2: clearly marked; they're from the Republican Party. They right,
1: no <laughs> argument there. But the goal is to specifically mail them to dead people, so that people think, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, I'm not going to trust it. It's an order. It's all being all of that. The president and the Postmaster General and the Republican National Committee are working. Together to make sure that there isn't trust in the election. Where,
2: where'd they get the list of all these dead people, Mark? You think they're sitting around reading obituaries and then mailing oh things out to them? Let's see if there were only there was some way to read in a newspaper who died. I right, don't know and where so they've they got a it. whole team of people sitting around reading every newspaper in the country, recording obituaries, sure and sending them out to who, people.
1: I'm sure there's a database of voters who've died. This isn't a, a mysterious. But that's the connection.
2: whole point. It's not. It's not up to date automatically. Eventually, how do you get purged? You get purged if somebody says you died or reports that you died.
1: uh, Joe, some of these people have been dead for years. You know this as well as I do. Yeah, in Chicago, they have quite a voting record. The dead do very well in Chicago turning out. All right, don't defend the Republican National Committee. They're doing this in (laughs) order to foment division. Uh, Joe Kantz is going to talk about this uh, tomorrow. Now, he's not going to repeat what I just said. I'm almost sure of that. But they're doing this in order to make it clear that we can't trust the election. That's what they're doing. I know you can argue, well, maybe these dead people weren't taken off the rolls. Some of these people have been dead for years. So that's what they're doing to make sure that we don't trust the electoral system that's used as mail. The president is falsely claiming there's a significant potential for fraud. That's not true. Uh, the postmaster general is slowing down the mail, and people have already noticed that. I mean, that's already happening, and that's obvious What to, kind of mail do you get, people. just
2: out of curiosity? you get bills? Are your bills slowing down? Mine aren't. They're coming in the regular time every month. I get them in, in the mail. I don't, you know, this. You'd have to, how many letters do you get? per you'd month? You'd have to have kept you kept track of the
1: speed that your mail arrived before this year, and then you time. I know it when this my bills arrive.
2: I know when my bills arrive. They come at the same time every month. They haven't slowed down. Oh well,
1: there may maybe Shemokin Dam is different.
2: The rest of the nation's mail is slowing As down you, because your bills of these not changes. coming in the way they came in. Absolutely, it's slower than ever. Really? Yep. So how many late payments have you paid because your bills uh, came not, in late? Not, fortunately, none yet. But we have the smartest girl in Don't the world. Don't you think in there was be a, there would be a, a riot if people started getting late charges be, and their credit ratings started well, not getting... not to that
1: point yet. I mean, that would be weeks late. These things are, are delayed several days, longer than usual. And maybe you could say, well, maybe now it's the normal time and we were spending too much money to get mail out too fast. But the mail, the U.S. Postal Service used to have a goal of moving mail through the system as soon as possible. They no longer have that. They have the, the motto is to move the mail at its own pace as best you can without a lot of overtime and without taking second trips out into neighborhoods during the afternoon to deliver late mail. All of this is, you know, we, we're doing a fact-finding. All of this is already happening. I'm, I'm glad your mail still comes at the same day it always has. Everybody else's has already started to slow down. Well,
2: I don't think they just deliver mine and nobody else in Shemokin Dam or Sealands <laughs> Grove Post Office. I didn't I, say that either. You just said you're glad my mail is still doing well, okay. Well, I mean yours in Shemokin Dam. But here's so the it. point I was trying to make before we got off onto this discussion of the post office is Nancy Pelosi, called the the Congress back into session to deal with this bill half of her own caucus were saying to her, please, let's do something to help the people who still need monetary help. Let's pass some kind of... A either cares An extension, yeah, mini-cares, or I think they were calling it cares light mm. on the Republican side. That's she correct. wouldn't do it. Said the timing isn't right. So the timing's right to spend billions of dollars to try and fix a problem that I don't think really exists, but not time enough to help people who are unemployed, people whose jobs have been taken away because of the pandemic. But let's face Face it, the more hungry they are, and the more they're hurting, the better it is for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. Believe it or not, without phone calls, we're behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that
1: funny? That Sorry. was that was 20 minutes just now. We're good at this. <laughs> well, yeah, no <laughs> argument there. All right, we're taking a quickie break. Uh, we'll be right back. We can't give you the number because the phones are not working. So. Yep, that's not working. And uh, let's see, the phones aren't working and that's all I can say about that. But the email is there's two emails and the texts are and there's a couple of two, three texts there. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll be right back.
3: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guys' way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have the other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will the smc way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth
1: All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone you Talk You just said show.
2: something very profound. Mark said, I don't know what's happening here. I agree with you completely. <laughs> what? You do not know what's In happening here. In terms of here. Pennsylvania's COVID-19 <laughs> testing. Okay. All right. Um, one of our texters says, Mark, when there are states sending ballots to every name on their voter rolls, and some of those names are of dead people or of people who have moved, yes, there is a large amount of potential fraud. How can you say it's not true? Do you have a crystal no, ball? No, no, no. I, I don't think you should send ballots to dead people or
1: to everybody. But that's everybody what we're talking about. Well, that's one of the things we're talking about. I've already said I don't think a ballot should go to absolutely everybody. Just the ballot itself to absolutely everybody. I mean,
2: that's But that's what some states are doing and that's what right. the president saying that. is fraught with the potential for fraud.
1: I think Pennsylvania has a great system. We should stick we should impose it on everybody.
2: Well, not, that's just the point. Not everybody has such a great system. <laughs> and I don't see anything wrong. I don't see anything wrong and I doubt the president does if you see saying, I won't be here on this day, or I don't feel safe voting on this day, please send me a ballot. Oh, well, that's absentee voting. Well, well not, not, not the safe part, no. If no, but it's just a whatever. matter, It take the absentee voting requirements and just extend them to people who feel unsafe voting in a pandemic. I have no problem with that. I don't think anybody would have a problem. Yeah, with but that. what if you want to vote by mail anyway? Well, that's what I'm saying. No, you but don't it, because I have no
1: concerns or qualms or anything. I just don't want to vote in person. Okay, well, I as just long want as you request it. Man. I'm fine with that
2: as long as you have to request well, the ballot. Well, that's Pennsylvania. Right. But that's not every other state. There's no. six other states that are sending them out to everybody on the list, dead or alive. Well, we'd have to hear all
1: the pluses and minuses about these other states. There's only about a half a dozen states that mail out ballots to everybody, which that seems bizarre to just take a ballot and drop it in the mail. It's like, oh, uh, you know,
2: Elmer, Elmer's dead. I love that Elmer Fudd. He died, but I'll tell you what. Yes, Mr. Fudd is unfortunately still a registered Democrat in Chicago. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, and Mark was ultra-liberal back when he was alive. So, But, you know, what What I'm gets me is they're, they're all worried about Russian interference. We've got to do something to stop the interference. China supporting we got to stop Biden, China, insane. but we don't care about the potential for fraud in our voting process. I think we do care. Aren't we having
1: widespread discussions nationally about these important
2: topics? Right, but they're not. They're not the people. The Democrats on that side are saying, you know, let's just have willy nilly voting, send everybody <laughs> a ballot. Willy nilly voting. Right. <laughs> He's on the ballot. Mr. Fudd will get his ballot this year. I'm for nilly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I'm not saying they're doing it out of any sense of of nastiness or trying to steal the election. I think that they honestly believe that's a good process, but I think it's fraught with the potential for fraud. I'm sure
1: they had this discussion and and weighed carefully weighed the pluses and minuses. Maybe they have a better verification system. I think if you mail a ballot to everybody, actually mail out the ballot with no request ahead of time... I, I think fraud would be easier. Do you the,
2: open the polls under those circumstances? Do you have a place where people can actually go vote if you've already sent them yes. a ballot? Yes you, now you, do they have to bring that respond. ballot in with them? I don't know how it works. yeah, I
1: don't know but see this is this is a debate they had and they came up states are charged with
2: running their own election systems and this is the system they came up with. And why do you think they came up with it? Because they think that a lot of people will maybe not go to the polls, but if we send them a ballot, they might vote against the president. Well, the president seems to insist
1: that this, this favors Democrats when everybody gets a ballot.
2: There are more registered Democrats in the country than there are Republicans. Okay. So who would it naturally favor? Okay well,
1: but th- there's all kinds of checks and balances in the system to, to you know give Republicans a fair chance. Well, I mean, what if, are the we, checks
2: and balances in mailing well, no, out the, ballots to everybody uh, without knowing no, who they no are? Check. <laughs>
1: there's no check on that. All right, if you wish to send us a note, please do so. Four individuals have done so. one 800 uh, No, scratch that. Don't use the phone number.
2: Uh, email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Let's read a couple, and we'll take a break. It says, Mark, what are you accusing the GOP of? Is called informational warfare, and it is the very tactic that the democratic media has mastered into the form of an art. Signed, Mike from Bizarro World. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's
1: Republicans or Democrats. It's people in the U.S. that are misinformation specialists, uh, fake news specialists. Uh, Democrats may have mastered it, but Republicans invented it and continue to do it. Uh, It's a political thing that people have done. Remember when uh, uh, John Showers did the postcard from Florida for Ed Helfrich? Right. That was uh, 20 years ago. Misinformation. Not designed to do anything intentionally or to do an actual fraud just to create division or or doubt or you know cause a question, although that was a valid political issue he was raising, you know.
2: It's just an odd way to do it. And then one of our emailers in an attempt to be funny says, is Jelly Ann Conway leaving the White House because she knows after the election it will really hit the fan? So how do you I don't know. You'd have that? to read her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I, know, I like the don't. family
2: idea. I'm sticking with the family. And then uh, Than says, other than what the president tells, does please elucidate—what? other than what the president tells, oh, does on please On his accomplishments,
1: him. what are his accomplishments? AP had a long article about his accomplishments. And they list six accomplishments and six things he hasn't finished yet. But we've uh, we've talked about him on the air many uh, times. Yeah,
2: we have. You know, and I, th- I it, he has some other goals. I mean, some of these things aren't get it done by next Friday. They're (laughs) long-range goals or things you work on all the way through, like bringing back manufacturing jobs. There isn't one magic day where you do something (laughs) and all the jobs come back. It's a constant ongoing effort day in and day out to work to bring the jobs back to this country. And if I were an incumbent
1: president and I were President Trump, I would say uh, I've accomplished some of my goals, but I need four more years to finish the job. I think that's what he's saying. (laughs) I think that's what incumbents do. Right. They need four more years. We'll take more emails, uh, folks. Please send them to onthemark at www.kok.com. Oh, and wow, magically they appear. That was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, And uh, texts to 70236. We will be right back. (laughs) you <laughs> All right, welcome back, to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, one 80 is The telephone number that's not working, but I always say it out of habit. And you can email us. This is working. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. Upper right
2: hand corner, Joe. Right. Uh, Than says, I don't think you have any idea how other states vote. You just listen to what the Republicans tell you they think they are doing. <laughs> Gee, Than, thanks for your vote of confidence. But I'm looking at a report of how all the fifty states what they do. And what's interesting is and this 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 is from uh, The Hill, uh, which I don't think you would find too disreputable. Of the states that primarily vote through the mail, Utah is the only one that leans Republican. Senator Mitt Romney has used his state as an example to push back on claims from the president that voting by mail disadvantages Republicans. Utah typically allows people to vote in person if they choose, but the June 30th primary will be counted entirely by mail-in and drop-off voting due to the coronavirus pandemic. Plans for the November general election have yet to be finalized, so they're still working on that. But you know, it talks about each of the states and what they're doing. And the majority of the ones that have universal voting, some of them have been doing it for a while, but others, this is their first experience. And their first experience, I mean, to throw it in the middle of a pandemic when things (laughs) are kind of stressed anyway. Is an especially good idea. Right, oh yeah, it's just a dandy idea. But now, some of the states, like I said, Colorado's been sending out to all registered voters since 2013. I would suspect they have a system. That has been in place, and if they had been, if there had been problems, we would have certainly heard about them by now, don't you think? Yep. Well,
1: maybe they do. We're just not paying attention. Who knows? And then All
2: Tom right. says, "PA's vote by mail is so good, yet, uh, but Trump is suing. Why? Well, the reason he's suing is is a matter of record, and he's been put on hold because other suits are pending. So." Why is he suing Well, as I understand it, he has some question about how the distribution will be handled in the bigger cities, but I may be wrong on that. Okay. Yeah, we, it never really got super widespread I didn't see publicity. the suit. No, I didn't see the suit. Uh, I was looking to see if it was in the story this morning from AP. Um, and actually, well, they did have a story on it, but I didn't copy that one off because I, I didn't think it was very illuminating as to why why the suit was was there. Right, but I, I did hear it on too. the news. Was it okay. was a silly story. Yeah, all right. <laughs> very vague. The headline said something, but the story, the didn't, story didn't cover the, in any kind of detail what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't learn anything from right. it. This one starts. And here. then uh, one of our texters says, why do Democrat majority states insist on sending ballots to everyone on voter rolls when? And they refused to update their rolls. Nevada had 250,000 mailed ballots returned as undeliverable during their recent primary. That is the potential of 250,000 fraudulent votes. Elections have been won or lost on fewer votes than that. All right, and then here. And then, Mark, if the cutoff date for requesting a mail in ballot in Pennsylvania is October 27th, that is not enough time to receive and return the ballot by November 3rd, Election Day. Uh, Gee, I don't know. It's just going to the county, isn't it? I think it goes to here next. No, but I'm talking about the point the writer was making. Is that enough time, October 27th to November 3rd? I would think that would be enough time. I would hope that would be enough time. Mm -hmm. In the old post office, maybe. Well, okay. So
1: that's what the you know that's when the legislature. In the Trump slow
2: it it down post office, that would not be enough time, right?
1: Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I I think so though, because the post offices said, uh, post postmasters said they always treated uh, uh, ballots, even though they're listed as third class, as though they were a high priority. And and when they saw them, they moved them. Okay. Regardless, ahead of other items, you know, treat it like first class or priority mail.
2: Well, you know, why don't you send it out? Return receipt requested, certified.
1: <laughs> oh, like put put the ballot in an envelope. Well, I, I you know, I, I think we can question all of this, but and, and we should. You know, you should always be looking out for fraud or what other dilemmas. But the fact is, you know, voting by mail in Pennsylvania worked satisfactorily in the primary. Uh, there wasn't widespread fraud. I know. Uh, um, uh, Ben's going to send me the email again about somebody who cheated in Philadelphia so don't bother suffice to say there were a few issues that popped up and and that's it but no widespread fraud that's for sure in Pennsylvania. So if the, yeah if the time frames uh, are texture if the time frames are too fi- tight to make it happen, we'll have to change them in Pennsylvania.
2: All right. So, what happens at the polling places? You know, what what gets me is we've spent billions of dollars. Yeah, they want to throw tw- they want to throw 25 billion dollars at the uh, post office to try and solve this problem. Why not throw a few dollars out there to help uh, polling places stay? safe and clean and sanitized. Right, and get it up from, a, what is it, $100 a day or something to 200 Right, pay, enough, 200 money, pay enough money so that for people workers. want to do the jobs. Yeah, you know, so... If it was $200 a day, I'd take the day off. Would you? I you would know, work the well, I wouldn't? work from 6 to 6 anyway, so I might as well get extra. an extra 200 bucks. Right. Well, you're right. I mean, you know... On election
1: these, day, I work those hours, not
2: every day. These people have to go through training. They have to, you know, they have to spend, what, hours and hours there that day from the time the polls, before the polls open, to after. They closed. Yeah, they start at what six fifteen or something. So why not? It's one day. Why couldn't they make it a you know a better paying job for that one day to get enough people to do
1: it? Well, if you if you were in Washington, you had twenty five billion dollars and you were going to spend it on something would the election be it or would you go ahead and use it for the post office to, to you know to do more modernization or whatever or well, more adjustments to make it more efficient I heard or Re- something else
2: I heard a republican say this morning uh, and I don't know whether it was on Fox News or whether it was on CNN it was one of the two sta- one of those two channels that the house is going to send over the bill it passed the 25 billion dollar bill to the senate now the senate will probably pass its own version of the bill which hopefully will include money for people uh, who are you know Feel, being hard pressed, another, stimu- like. another round of stimulus payments, if you will, and then they'd have or to go to. I think it's unemployment
1: they're talking about. Well, they'd percentage. have to
2: modify. They'd have to modify the House bill, but then it, theoretically it could go back to conference committee. And then, or directly back to the house for acceptance, and then reconcile reconcile the differences. So I'm hoping the Republicans focus. You know, let some money in there for the post office, if that makes sense. The president said he would sign it, and then uh, you know, but give relief to the people who need the relief. Give reinstate the six hundred dollars extra, or what make it four hundred. If you think six hundred is encouraging people not to work, whatever the price is.
1: Well, and objectively, you know, the post office set a standard on what they called on time delivery and did it under most circumstances. You know, 99% of the mail that they deliver uh, achieves what they call on-time delivery. But if you lose $600 billion in the process, do you need $600 billion more or do you need to change your on-time delivery or or whatever? You know, you you pointed out last Thursday that the post office is a service. It isn't meant to make money. So if the post office doesn't make a profit... And they or, do an admirable uh, job at it, I'm too. not <laughs> making money. Well, but my point is that it's a service we provide like Shimokan Dam provides police coverage not so that you can make a profit you it's a service you provide so the you and I think the president really jumped the ship when he attacked the post office with the three elements that we talked about this idea of this potential fraud and slowing down the mail and having the RNC mail out cards to dead people I think most people were satisfied with the post office and uh, it's it's a beloved oh, organization. didn't you hear
2: 91 percent of the American people have a positive uh, feeling about the post office Nancy Pelosi he was quoting that over the weekend, right, and so
1: that's why I think the president is backpedaling because most people said, "Well, you know, you can mess, you can mess with uh, the border wall and argue that all you want, but don't mess with my post office."
2: Whatever happened to neither rain nor sleet nor snow <laughs> shall stay these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds? Well, do we still do that? Yeah. Okay, so that's their pledge. What makes you think they'd agree to slow it down? Don't you think if mail service people saw a slow down,
1: the carriers work for a supervisor. They didn't slow it down in terms of a deliberate action. They said, okay, well, don't mail that so that it takes three days instead of two. But that was the implication that that's exactly what they did. That was the net effect, but the the impact or the actual rule was no more overtime and no more second trips late in the day. If you get mail, don't go back out to people's houses. Well, let me ask you a question:
2: If you lose six hundred. Billion dollars, which is a number you just quoted, I find astronomical. I don't think they lost so that over the much. Decades, not lately. okay. So if you lost that much money, wouldn't it be logical to say stop doing overtime? We've got to try and get some kind of control over this. Right, but the pre- the president
1: is trying to foment dissension by doing it now, cast doubt on the election's uh, veracity by doing these three elements now. The post office should be as efficient. Well, when as should it he discuss them? Be.
2: Right now, voting and mail-in ballots are are an issue that are. Are being, as you pointed out, it's being discussed. The president's in a corner and he's taking these
1: actions so that the if he loses, hey, look what's happening. Hey,
2: we got a phone call. Oh, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's All a right, miracle. let's take
1: a break and, and re. re uh, what, what, what do we do? Uh, get our composure. Reconnoiter. <laughs> we'll we're not reconnoitering, we're getting our composure. Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we have callers on the line. Good morning, Dan, you're on the mark.
5: Hey, you know why Trump's gonna win? This time I see more than double the Trump st- signs out along the road and in yards. <laughs> That's all not over. scientific
1: though. <laughs>
5: and that, there's so much enthusiasm for Trump in this area. You can't believe it.
2: Well, if he got but, every vote in this area, Dan, he could still lose the election big time. It's only two hundred thousand votes in Snyder Union I, no I, no I no don't tour.
5: think it's near what the polls are telling us. I even think in larger areas, Trump's gonna win because the in, there's no enthusiasm for Biden and his group. There's very little. You just watch tonight the enthusiasm. Watch. How many more people are going to tune in to see the convention? And that's why Trump's winning. I, I run into people all the time, strangers. They come right up and talk when they see a Trump shirt or Trump hat or Trump mask
1: on. Well, that's no surprise. We know that Trump supporters are more enthusiastic about him than Biden supporters are enthusiastic about him.
5: They, they realize, every one of them, this is the difference between liberty, life, or socialism and government control. What, that's what this election's about. If you want government control, you go right ahead, vote for Biden, his group, and you'll be happy once you have a lot of government control. People like me that want freedom, more freedom, and keep our guns, keep our Bibles, keep our faith in Christ, we're going to vote for Trump because that's the difference. There's never been an election that I voted in that the stakes are so high. I know they were high the last election, but little did I realize what was going to happen after the election.
1: Is this the most important? I didn't realize a
5: swamp, which Joe was talking about, would come out the way they did to just get this killed Trump any way they could and I didn't realize that factor so that that's the difference between this election and the last one I didn't realize that factor now that he's in they're only garnering more votes for Trump by coming out and acting like they did it's it's terrible how he's been treated it really is a disgrace, and right. most, pe- most people I talk to feel the same way.
1: We gotta it's take, a, we gotta take another call. Okay, but...
5: guys, have a great one. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, you sorry, great we didn't get the day. phones Thanks working earlier. For the exclusive line that I could
6: get <laughs> in on.
1: Yeah, the president pulled some strings to get you through. <clears throat> Joe Biden pulled some strings to get Than on the radio. Good morning, Than. You're on the <laughs> mark.
6: How about that? I made it in second. Uh, Nice job, by the way, you two, keeping me nearly uh, on the edge of my seat for nearly an hour and a half. Uh, I wanted to uh, just ask, Joy, what do you think of Louis... DeJoy as Postmaster General is that draining the swamp that you think of?
2: I think he did a good job in his testimony. I think he was straightforward. He answered the questions that were put to him. I suspect he'll do the same thing today. He seems capable. Do
5: you know his history? I know a little.
2: I don't know all of it. I know a little of it. And yes, I know that he is not necessarily the well most well versed in postmaster or postal work. No,
6: no, he knows nothing about it. But
2: that's not uncommon for Postmasters General over the. The years. On The
6: other hand, the one thing that he does know about is he has several businesses which have been trying to privatize the post office and take it away from our Constitution for years. Do you know that?
2: But that, that there are also arguments about privatizing Social Security and other government benefits and but programs.
6: Well, not, not arguments among people other than the very wealthy who want to become more wealthy. If the we Postal have Service a system then, of government and a constitution, and the reason we don't like Trump is because he doesn't follow those things.
2: It isn't in the he constitution, the it's not in the constitution to have a mail service. You know,
6: I believe that Benjamin Franklin said this is one of the most important things we should have. And you're right; it's not constitutional but per se. If it's somebody, constitutional because of its history, should
2: America should we should the government run the steel industry? Than? would that make it better? Should the government run the airlines? If the postal service can do better as a private enterprise, isn't that worth pursuing?
6: No, it's not, because they will not, as a private company, UPS won't go to the top of that mountain where there's one cabin with a mailbox. The post office does.
2: If you make it a caveat that they have to deliver to everybody and then you accept bids on it, then they would have to. Nobody would allow it to be privatized without requiring that everybody get the mail.
6: So you think we could do that. Now, uh, you know I would that's an argument. Now, let let me ask you why you think we can't vote by mail honestly, if everybody would just pitch in and figure out how to do it. Oh, wait a minute. We have no leader. I'm sorry. Can't be done. We have no leader.
2: <laughs> thank you,
1: Stan. Let's
6: vote for a leader, Biden-Harris. <laughs> uh,
2: I think we'll stick
1: uh,
6: with the
2: president, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much,
1: Stan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's see what our listener says. The Biden-Harris signs aren't out yet. No, oh, I've because nobody some. wants them, I've right? seen some. There's a few around here. There's one up the street from my house. I'll have to find out where she got it and put one in front of my house. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury.